Welcome back to Ethereum, Audible Ethereum Depth, and for today's Blockchain Bytes, I wanted to tackle a question, an issue, where I see too many projects still making the same mistake. Tokenomics. When token? When should you add a token into your project? And the reason why this is a blockchain byte. We're not going to go way into depth, but the fact is that too many projects still use tokens for the wrong reasons. And so in this blockchain byte, I just want to address this really quickly when you should use a token. And we're going to start just going to go into what is the purpose of a token and what is designing a kind of web three decentralized protocol all about. And it really is about creating a system that gets different actors, right? We are a decentralized system. We're not a centralized one where you have the CEO who tells everyone else what to do. We're decentralized. And therefore, you need to create a way to coordinate actions in the way that you, the protocol designer, want. That is the goal, the purpose of a token. What do we usually, what, what's out there that people really do with tokens? Not that. People use tokens for all kinds of different reasons, most of them wrong. Tokens come to replace the role of a chief economist, of the tax authority, of your secretary of treasury. When you're creating a system that's decentralized and you want to create behaviors of a certain kind, you have to incentivize those behaviors. And that's what a token does. A token, and this is kind of how I define it, tokenomics solve coordination problems. And Web3 is built on coordination problems because we tr we're trying to get people to act in a certain way despite having no coordination, no central authority. If you think about this in the Bitcoin context, Bitcoin's problem, and I'm just going to quote from the white paper here, is that, quote, commerce on the inter internet has come to rely almost exclusively on financial institutions serving as trusted third parties to process electronic payments, end quote. The problem is that we have these centralized parties and we want to, they do the coordination for us and we want a system that's peer to peer, that's decentralized so that we don't have to pay their tax. We don't have to pay their fees. We can get a cheaper alternative. That's the, the hypothesis of the Bitcoin white paper, a peer to peer electronic payments transfer, transfer platform. And we do that by incentivizing people to act in a way that keeps the system honest. And what's that incentive? It's a token. It's Bitcoin. Bitcoin is used as a reward to get miners to mine honestly, users to submit valid transactions, and the entire system to be resistant against attack. Right? That's the thesis. The thesis is if you if you mine honestly and you don't fork the chain, you will get your reward. You're not forking the chain because you know that if you're not included in the longest proof of work, that reward you got doesn't hold true because in the longest chain, you never got your reward. And so it's in your best interest as a miner to mine the longest valid chain. And that's the incentive mechanism. And to do a double spend attack is very hard because again, that risk of mining a chain that your block won't get included in the longest valid chain exists. That's the tokenomics of Bitcoin, and it's there to solve a coordination problem, a coordination problem of getting users and miners to interact together in a decentralized 
way. The same is true for proof-of-stake mechanisms. The tokens are there to coordinate incentives towards a common goal. And that is the core goal of tokenomics. It's to solve a coordination problem. It's to get different stakeholders in an ecosystem who have different incentives to act in a coordinated fashion by giving them a monetary reward. That's when we should be using tokenomics. If you look at your protocol and you see completely different stakeholders with different incentives and you don't know how to get them to act in a certain way, that's when you add in a token. You also need to make sure that the problem you're solving has enough financial rewards so that that token actually has value. Otherwise, it, it might not be valuable enough to work on, right? If you're building a system where the coordination problem only had only it's only worth $200, well, that's not going to be worthwhile to coordinate. But if you're solving a big problem that's worth $500 billion, then it's worth it. And so when you think about your protocol, when you look at your protocol, or when you look at another protocol, and you see them solving a coordination problem, aha, that's where a token makes sense. If you see that the token is just there to give you yield, so that you're interested in holding the token so that you use the protocol, that's called a customer acquisition cost. And it's not tokenomics, or it is tokenomics, it's just very bad tokenomics, and it's just marketing spend. Unfortunately, that's what I see the most in many, 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 many Web3 protocols. They're just using a token as a cheap uh, share that has no legal rights to give to users to promote their token, and they're using it as a customer acquisition cost without even thinking about where that cost is coming from. And this question of like when to use a token and how to evaluate whether it's worthwhile or not, I think is so critical. But the, the basis of that, and since this is a blockchain byte, I don't want to get into it for forever, but really the basis of that is, are you solving a coordination problem? Is your token focused on incentivizing different stakeholders to solve that problem in a coordinated fashion despite decentralization? And as you can hear, this is really a monetary incentive. So you also have to be aware of that. Tokens are monetary incentives. They don't solve non-monetary incentives. It's very hard to get people to act in a coordinated fashion around a common goal if their incentives are kind of internal and what interests them is non-monetary things, but you're giving them a token. You have to consider all of these things when you say, should I use a token or not? Or does this project, does their token make sense or not? And that is the core kind of 101 of understanding tokenomics and when you should use a token. Because after that, it's like, okay, there's a token, it makes sense. What's the supply? What's the demand? What's the value of that token? And that's, that gets more into financial projections, very common for a company or a public company and valuating a stock. But the core thesis is really, does that token make sense? Is it there for a good reason or is it just customer acquisition cost?